Hello, and welcome to the Thrive in Change podcast. I'm Shannon LaBruyere. Hello, everybody. Good evening. It's me, Shannon LaBruyere. I am live and loving it tonight. Welcome to Sunday Night Live, where we equip you to thrive in the midst of change, the changes that you want, that you planned for, that you just knew were your biggest dream. And maybe they are a little bit more challenging than you thought they might be, or the changes that you didn't see coming and you wish didn't come. Good change, bad change. It's all a process and we're here to equip you to do better in it. So thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being here. If you want, drop your hello in the chat. I would love to see who's here, where you where you tuning in from. Good stuff. And in the meantime, as we get started, oh, see that heart there? I love it. As we get started, I want to, oh, Mary Bell Edwards is also alive and loving it. Glad to hear it, Mary. So glad. I'm glad to hear. I know you weren't feeling so well. And so I'm glad to hear you're better. Missy, welcome. Uh, high five. I'm just getting ready to brag about my favorite coffee ever, which of course, Missy is the proprietor and the roaster of Thumb Roast Coffee. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't considered giving some of the world's best coffee as a gift this Christmas, you can get a coffee subscription at thumbroastcoffee.com. You can get some special Christmas blends of Thumbrose Coffee at thumbrosecoffee.com. And when you type in Thrive as your code, you get a 15% discount. And I know she has a whole lot of other specials going there. And Thumbrose Coffee ships nationwide. So you, my friend, no matter where you're tuning in from, are in luck. Make sure you check out thumbroastcoffee.com and get some hostess gifts. Maybe send a thank you to somebody or maybe just send a hi. We're not going to be able to visit you, but we're thinking about you. Have a cup of coffee and know you're loved type of a present. You can do all those things at thumbroastcoffee.com. Thank you so much. And hi, Vesna from Shelby. It's good to see you. And Carol's here. She says it's an exciting Sunday. It is an exciting Sunday, but I'm not sure why yours is exciting. I'm just excited to be here. Uh, let me see. It's Thanksgiving here in the United States, or it was on Thursday. And for those of you who celebrated, I am grateful for you. I'm grateful that you put all those good vibes out there. Uh, it just felt nice to be able to gather and connect with friends and family and just be thankful. Thankful for some turkey and some mashed potatoes and thankful that somebody else brought the desserts. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, it was lovely and I hope you had a great weekend as well. And now it's Sunday night. We're getting ready to shift gears, hit the ground running on Monday. And tomorrow is November 30th. We are almost at the 1st of December 2020 is almost gone. And I will not say I'm sad. I will be waving goodbye. Farewell 2020. It was good knowing you. I'm moving on, moving forward, right? We talked about that last week. If you didn't catch last week's, I encourage you to do so uh, because it is a word to the wise about how to look toward the new year and how not to waste the days that we have between now 
2021. Let's not write off what we have right now. What we have now is valuable and we have no guarantees of what tomorrow holds. And we never have. We never have. COVID sort of reminded us, right? But in reality, things are not any different than they always were in that we don't know what tomorrow holds and things can change at any time. We want to be ready to change with it, respond to it, not react to it, right? So tonight, our hashtag Thrive Principle is hashtag respect the now. Respect the now. This, my friends, this is a CD-ROM, which came with my new PC that I got back in, I'm going to say, 2000, 19 years ago. And it is the download CD-ROM for Microsoft Word 2000. It says here it was, it was designed for Windows NT and Windows 98. So that's what the CD-ROM was. This is a word processing program that dates back to the year 2000. It is 2019. So it's night. Well, it's 2020. Oh my word. It's 2020. So it has been 20 years since this was relevant or since it was new. And people, I'm not going to lie. When I found this, I had to look at it for a minute and I was thinking, do I, maybe I should keep this. Maybe, maybe I should keep this CD-ROM copy of Microsoft Word 2000 in case what? In case what? I'm a lunatic. I'm looking at this, seriously considering, do I want to hold on to this just in case I need it? And it got me to thinking, I do not need a CD-ROM copy of Word 2000. I don't need it because that technology is at least 15 years old. It's like a million years old in terms of computers. Am I right? And yet it pains me to throw it away. What if I need it? I liked Windows. What is it? Windows 98. I did like Windows 98 and I really liked Word 2000. I knew just where everything was. I knew what all the icons meant. I knew where all the folders were. Anybody else feel like that about technology? Just, I don't want to get a new phone. Even though mine is old and the battery is dying fast, I don't like to get a new phone. I'm not into the technology. So technology changes aren't the things that I jump right in and have to have. Some of you might be great about technology and getting new phones, but you guys, I'm rocking. Um, uh, let me see. It's an iPhone 6S. I know. People aren't going to be supporting that soon, and I'll have to get a new one. Technology isn't my thing. I tend to hold on to it too long, hence a 20-year-old CD-ROM that actually I had to laugh. If I wanted to use this, I don't own a device that has a CD-ROM in it. I couldn't even download that if I wanted to use it. Crazy. And it got me thinking how when we're outside of our comfort zone or when we're in our comfort zone, that might be a better way to put it. It's hard for us to let go. <laughs> it's hard for us to let go of the things that we're comfortable with. I like my iPhone success 
and even though it's causing me more and more grief, I'm comfortable with it. I don't want to change it. And if there's an area in our lives where we can get comfortable and resist change, it is this one, traditions. Traditions, just labeling um, being stuck in a rut <laughs> with the word tradition up levels it, doesn't it? Like instead of saying, yep, we do the same thing for the last 20 years, every holiday, we call it a tradition. And then all of a sudden, it's something that we're supposed to preserve and protect, even though it might not be serving us well. I can hear some of you screaming, no, Shannon, don't say it. It's Christmas time. I'm saying it. I'm saying it because sometimes we label our being stuck, being comfortable and not wanting to experience anything new or different. Sometimes we label that as being um, a person who loves traditions and we can get so locked in that those traditions don't free us. They hamstring us. They put us in a straitjacket if we're not careful. Now, don't worry. I am not saying take every family tradition that you've ever had and throw it out and start from scratch. I'm not saying that. But I am saying this. In times of change, like 2020 has been for many of us, for well, for all of us worldwide, I mean, it has to be stated, COVID was a big deal. It was a change and it hit us hard and, and it rocked our world. So that we all share in common, but that's not the only change that we've gone through. That's not the only change we've gone through. I know people very close to me who've lost a parent, that have lost a child, that have lost a loved one, that are still dealing with grief. That's change, big change. Some of it had to do with COVID, but some of it did not. Some of it was totally separate from that. It's just life, right? Um, some of it was a job loss or a divorce, change in family. Some of it was a relocation. All of us, if we look at our lives, we've experienced some change. And that change can upset our traditions. So we just got done with uh, American Thanksgiving here in the United States. And in Michigan, we're under a little bit more severe restrictions than much of the nation. So if you're not in Michigan, this, this might not, you might not have experienced the same kind of a holiday that we did here. But here in Michigan, uh, the, the health department has put out uh, orders that only a certain amount of people can gather, only a certain amount of households can gather. Um, there's a lot of uh, trying to restrict movement and connection, physical connection, because we've seen some surge in COVID. And so that's one of the ways they're trying to deal with it. So Thanksgiving here in Michigan looked a lot different for many, many families. And as we look forward, Christmas season will also look different. But again, that's not the only reason things look different as we come into the holidays. Loss of any kind creates a void in the holiday season that can be difficult to deal with, sometimes really painful to deal with. We lost a loved one. Maybe there's a job disruption. Maybe we've moved. Whatever that change is, I'm here to tell you this. 
nothing stays the same. So as we're crying, bemoaning the fact that our traditions are going to be upset because we can't gather or we're not going to be able to travel to that location because we've moved or grandma's not going to be here. It'll never be the same. This is the truth of it. It was never staying the same even without those losses. And I'm not here to minimize the losses because I am all about hashtag respect the now. It is what it is. When we've lost something, it's important to acknowledge that, to, to honor that, to recognize the impact, the loss, the pain, the grief, and, and to share that with others who are understanding so we can move forward. Um, so I'm not saying that it's not real, but what I am saying is this, even in the absence of major loss, things really weren't the same. Were Christmases at your house when your kids were two and three, were, were they the same when your kids were 19 and 20? They're not, right? You can't even get them out of bed when they're, you know, 17 years old. And Santa, who's Santa, right? They changed. Our kids grow. Our lives change. And yet, if we're not careful, we try to hold on to the traditions that keep us locked into the way we used to do things 20 years ago because it, it felt good because we were comfortable with it, because it was useful. Mm. Sometimes our bosses retire. Sometimes we retire. Nothing is really staying the same. And so as you look forward at this year's holiday season, it kicked off, um, actually it kicked off early for some people. <laughs> Even if we pretend that everything is just like it used to be, it's really not just like it used to be. And so we can look forward toward this holiday season and understand that we can hold on to the things that truly matter, but we can hold on to traditions loosely because people change, circumstances change, households change, ages of people change. Carol had a change. Let me see, canceled my annual ladies tea. This would have been the 27th year, but out of respect for health, we could not gather where there was eating with no masks. Yeah, that's sad, 27 years of tradition. That's hard, it's hard. And I'm sure Carol, you're not the only one. I'm sure you're not the only one. Each of us, whether we're in Michigan or we're in California or we're in Idaho, we are looking at a holiday season that is, because we're human, different than last holiday season. It just might be a little bit more different this year because of COVID or health concerns or loss, right? So absolutely understanding that not all of the changes are great changes or feel good. But I am here to tell you there is hope because it's not just about trying to maintain the status quo. It's not, it's not. Tradition can be more than that. Um, Kelly's chiming in, no Christmas Eve, first time since I can remember. Yeah, Kelly, I'm thinking too, our family, Christmas Eve, I can remember getting together on Christmas Eve uh, when I was in kindergarten right? Kelly, I have spent every, every Christmas with my 
extended family since kindergarten. So yeah, 50 years, long time. So we're all facing it, but here's what I want to tell you. There are ways we can deal with it. And so I want you to know there's hope that things are not going to be the same, but they don't have to be. Okay. They were never going to be. They were always going to be a little bit different and it's okay to acknowledge that and move forward. So here's some ways you can deal with that. Um, how we can deal with the changes to our traditions during the holidays, because the holidays is when traditions really show up the most. We've got a lot of memories surrounding that, right? We, we just do. It's how it works. So letting go of traditions during the Christmas season can be more difficult, more challenging. And as we know, a lot of times there is more sadness in people during the holidays than any other time of the year because of those memories. But I'm here to tell you there's hope. There's ways we can look forward and we can, we can hold it loosely. So here's the first thing. Remember this. It's a holiday season. As soon as you stop focusing on that one day, Christmas Eve is when my whole family gathers. My whole family, extended family, 30 people, 35 people gather on Christmas Eve. That's the only time all year that we gather together face to face, break bread, watch the kids open presents, play some games, all that fun stuff. And this year, we're not going to be able to do that. But this is the thing. Christmas Eve is a day, right? Christmas day, it's a day, it's one day, it's 24 hours. We've got 364 other days in a year to be able to gather and celebrate. And if we choose to make that meaningful, we can. We can look at Christmas as a season. I'll tell you what I loved. I love, love, loved that the day after Halloween, people were pulling their pumpkins down and the biggest Scrooges I've ever met were putting up their Christmas trees on November 1st. They just wanted the sparkly lights. They wanted that good feeling. They wanted that warmth. I thought it was so beautiful to watch people who had a tradition of waiting until the week before Christmas Day. They had a tradition of waiting until the week before Christmas Day to set up their Christmas tree and start their celebrating. And what they chose to do was start it early. They kicked off the season early. So they had all of November and they'll have all of December to enjoy the holiday spirit, to connect with people as they are able, to reach out, to cultivate relationships, however they're able to do that, whether it's virtually or it's in person, they chose. And I thought this was so amazing. And so many people have done it. You might have done it. Um, you might have done it. In fact, many of you did. If you did, if you guys, you know, started your Christmas season earlier this year, just tell me in the comments. I'd love to know if you did, uh, because we did. We started ours earlier. But that's one of the ways that you can thrive in the midst of change to your tradition. You can decide to extend that season, to give it a longer period of time so that you have more opportunities to make the connections that you'd like to make, to do the activities that you'd like to do, and to enjoy 
that tradition of being in the holiday spirit. You can do that and you can extend it. Oh, I love this. Claudette says, um, great positive perspective. And yes, she started celebrating Christmas early. I love that. I love it. Um, it's, it's, it's a healthy way to be able to manage significant change to our traditions is to extend that season so that it goes a little earlier and maybe it goes a little later. Give yourself some ramp up time, right? I'll never forget the year I had all of my hopes pinned on our annual Christmas Eve uh, party celebration. My husband called it Bobo Fest because my maiden name was Bobo and I have a large family. So everybody from my side of the family would come to this party and there were so many Bobos around that he called it Bobo Fest. So Bobo Fest has been going on since we got married. And, and I'll never forget one year, every last one of my immediate family had stomach flu and was in their bedrooms. And I was heartbroken because we only did this once a year. How could they be sick on Christmas Eve? I was so miserable about it. And then my husband, so wise, this was the year he taught me this lesson. Shannon, it's a season. We can't put all our hopes on one day or two days because people do get sick or the weather does get bad and people can't travel. Whatever it is, you can take a look at that season and know that you've celebrated and enjoyed. And it's not all pinned on one day. And then if one thing goes wrong, like everybody gets the same bug and is in their bedrooms throwing up, if that happens to you, you don't look back and say, my whole Christmas was ruined. No, it was a season. We had a lovely time. That was a hiccup. And then they got better and things moved on. So look at it as a season. Let's see. Missy says this, love the idea of extending. We have a new baby coming and not being able to, to do or have our family Christmas, but we can have a party later. Right. You aren't able to get together and gather now because the new baby's on the way, but you can extend it. You can extend it. I love that. Kelly says this. I enjoy the seasons of fall and Thanksgiving, and I never put my Christmas decorations up till after Thanksgiving. Here, here. You, Kelly, found a way to celebrate in a way that honored your traditions and you didn't feel robbed. And that's a beautiful thing. Let's see, Carol says Christmas started earlier, but also remembering more than we normally do. So expanding in that area, there is more time to remember others. Yeah, one of the upsides of extending that season, right, is we have more time to be able to remember others. So however you choose to take your tradition and stretch it out so that it's not just a one-time, one-day event, you can stretch that out and make it a season so that if something upsets one of your traditions, you've still got others that are there to offset it. All right, the second thing you can do is give people around you room to grow. I'm the oldest of six, and my mom was the oldest in her family. So I'm like used to being large and in charge. Um, she sort of led the way and then I sort of led the way 
And I'm the oldest. And so as the oldest, I've been around the longest. And so people do what I say more, sort of. Um, it's been hard for me to not lay guilt on people for wanting to change and do things the way I don't want them to do them. But I'm here to tell you this, people, laying guilt on others is not bringing the honor. <laughs> and bring the honor is one of our Thrive and Change principles. We always have to bring the honor when our traditions get threatened because one of our kids grows up and gets married and needs to go to another set of parents. And some of you are in the position where you've got a grown child who got married and now they've got to go see a mom and a stepdad and then a dad and a stepmom and then a mom-in-law and a dad and a you you get the picture there can be four families just like that with one marriage you've got now four sets of parents that require the traditional show up at their house for dinner Hold it loosely, my friends. Hold it loosely. Hold it loosely. Our children, our siblings, our parents even, people need to be allowed to grow and change. And we can make that, um, how do I want to put it? We can make that a good experience for them, even if it upsets our traditions. My oldest son and his wife enjoy going to Florida in the winter to celebrate their anniversary. They got married between Christmas and New Year's down in the Florida Keys. It was fantastic. And so they decided that they are going to every other year celebrate Christmas in the Florida Keys. And that breaks my mother's heart. I cried real tears, you guys. I'm not going to lie. And Ashley, I know you sometimes watch this. Honey, I love you. I love you. And it's okay that you want to go with your family and start your own traditions. And it's not okay for me to try and hold you back. And I never would. I never would. We can give other people permission to change and grow. It's not fair of us to try and force people into our traditions. It's just not. We have to hold them loosely. And when we start acknowledging that the people around us, as their families grow, as their lives change, and they get more and more involved with spouses and other relatives, and they have children, and they have obligations, we can just prepare ourselves to thrive when they have to tell us no. We can be prepared for that and we can feel the pain of it and be sad and say, oh, but I loved it when you were always able to be here for every family function. It's awesome. But it can't last forever because nothing stays the same because they have to be allowed to grow and start their own traditions and have their own families and memories. And so we can make it easier on ourselves by making it easier on them. We can bring the honor and say, I honor your right to choose how you spend your time according to your priorities. And how can I, let's go back to that first one, extend this season. Doesn't have to be Christmas, could be anything. How can I extend this tradition and allow it to stretch 
so that it can accommodate the fact that you are growing and changing or that that family needs to travel. We can hold our traditions loosely. They're not strict rock hard walls that will crumble when you try to move them. We can make them stretchy and resilient, right? Because that's the key to thriving and change is being resilient. So Kelly says this, that's why the boys and I never celebrate Christmas till after. I went, I want a day with them, not an hour. Yeah, you extended the season. Let's see, Carol, respecting people's decisions on, on their choices of where they go or accepting a no is such a great learning experience. It is, Carol, it really is. When we can learn to hear their no and not take it personal, but understand it's because they're doing what they believe is best for them and their family, and we want what's best for them, we're bringing the honor to that. And hi, Lisa, I'm glad you're here. And it's okay that you're late. All right, the third thing is this. Give yourself permission to do it differently. Give yourself permission to do it differently. There is no time that I can think of in my life when it was, when I was more compelled to try and keep things the same than I was the first Christmas after my mom passed away. I felt compelled to do everything that we had always done. I wanted it to look exactly the same. I wanted the ornaments to be in the same place. I wanted the party to start at the same time. I wanted everybody to bring the same stuff. I wanted everything to be the same, but it wasn't the same. And this is what I discovered. I was exhausting myself, trying to make something, trying to pretend nothing had changed when everybody around knew everything had changed. So, <laughs> so when you are tempted to pretend nothing has changed, when you're tempted to pretend nothing has changed, I want you to take a deep breath and remember this. Give yourself permission to do it differently. Things aren't the same as they always were. Things aren't the same. It's okay. You are allowed to do it differently. We usually have a gigantic Christmas tree. I mean, it's gigantic in our living room. And this year, I just didn't have the energy to get it. I just didn't. And so I didn't. We just put up a little Christmas tree. And you know what? It's beautiful. I was so stressed worrying about how am I going to put up that gigantic Christmas tree when really all of my stress was self-imposed. There was nobody telling me I had to. And when I got that smaller tree up and just plugged it in and it looked so sparkly, I was so relieved. I gave myself permission finally to do something different. Ron says this, I personally can't wait until I'm able to tell my grandkids when I'm older, the year of 2020, and how it changed the way the world works, work, school, holidays. Yeah, yeah. Ron, it's not a small thing. What 2020 will be a high, a, a watermark. It'll be a, it'll be a stone placed in our memory. We look back and say, after 2020, things got different. 
things were different after 2020. And I had, <laughs> I had somebody say to me, we, we had to um, cancel our Christmas Eve Bobo Fest party uh, because of the restrictions and the COVID situation in Michigan. We decided it would be best for everybody's health to just take a step back and then we'll either do something again in the summer or we'll just reconvene next year. Uh, but one of my relatives said to me, but what if, what if we don't, what if we never get back? What if it never comes back? What if it's never the same again? You know what? Then so be it. Then so be it. But this is what I know. Even though it may not ever be the same again, I know it will still be good. That's the key. What if it's never the same again? You've lost a loved one. It's not going to be the same. Your kids are grown and you have an empty nest now for the first time ever. It's not going to be the same. You have to cancel the big Christmas party because COVID. It's not going to be the same. But that doesn't mean it can't be good. That's the key to dealing with traditions. Just because it's not going to be the same this year or next year doesn't mean it can't still be good. That's the hope that we have. And that's the power we have to be able to thrive is that we can put our efforts into making it good in whatever way we're able, not pretending nothing's different, not trying to guilt people into showing up for something that doesn't suit their family anymore, that causes them more stress than it does bringing them joy. We can do that for them and for ourselves, but we have to remember it's not going to be the same, but it will still be good. Ah, Kelly says this, find other ways to make this holiday season special. That's right. Find other ways because there are always other ways, always other ways. You guys, you're awesome. Thank you for joining with me wanting to sink our roots deep so that we can be resilient in the face of change, knowing that the principles we're rooted in, that we will always, always bring the honor, that we will always trust the process, that we will commit to respect the now, like we talked about tonight, and ultimately that we will find the beauty no matter what kind of change we're going in. When we do those four things, we are going to be able to deal with whatever change comes our way 